Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to tune in as ever. Hope everyone is staying dry because it's uh, it's a little wet and windy out there, isn't it? Just a bit. I'm surprised more uh, (laughs) fixtures haven't been disrupted. Yeah. I think there were two, maybe three fixtures that were called off last weekend in the Football League, two of which you picked for your bomb-proof treble. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up having a single, and uh, we'll let you let you all know how that got on um, towards the end of the show. But I suppose the highlight, Tom, this week is that the Premier League is back, full fixtures it again. It feels like a good two or three weeks, doesn't it, since we've had a, a podcast that's had a full fixture list. Yeah, um, for sure. Because of the Premier League winter break. Yeah, and it's been, and it hasn't been bad because there's been, you know, occasional games, right? Like the, uh, yeah, like the City West Ham game today. Um, we're recording on the Wednesday, so yeah, there's there's been a, a little little flow of games just to keep us entertained. Absolutely. So as ever, guys, uh, we'll go through each of the leagues, picking out our betting highlights. And then we'll go through bomb-proof troubles and um, probably fancy football maybe at the end um, and any other little bits we need to cover. Um, so without any further ado, let's go straight into the Premier League then. The 12.30 kickoff, it's a big one. It's Chelsea Spurs, 8-11 to 11 for Chelsea to get the win. Spurs pretty big, nearly 4-1 to one. and uh, the draw 14-5. to five. So Chelsea actually heavy favourites for this one. Do you think that's justified after their midweek loss to Man United? No, no, I, I don't. I see two two teams that are struggling here. Uh, I think it's fair to say that they're both going through a, a tough spell. Um, Chelsea, as you mentioned, comfortably beaten really um, against mm. against a bang average United side, and Tottenham, Harry Kaneless, Son Hyung Minless. Lost 1-0 at home to Leipzig um, in the Champions yeah. League. Uh, for me, this is watching brief. I, I don't know I don't know where you go, to be honest. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, it might be an insane in game, but there's nothing I can't pick between these two sides. I sure as hell know that Mourinho would hate to lose against Chelsea, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. yeah, whether he would actually get his wish not to lose, it remains to be seen. Of course. Yeah. Agreed. So, moving on from that then, we've got a, a raft of three o'clocks this weekend. We've got Burnley, Bournemouth, Palace, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Brighton and Southampton, Villa. Um, a couple for me, which stand out, don't know about you, probably let's talk about Sheffield United, Brighton first off. The Blades 19-20 to 20 to get the win on Saturday. Uh, three wins in a row for Sheffield United in the league. Brighton, on the other hand, without a win in seven consecutive games, also without a clean sheet in each of those seven games as well. Um, they're on a really poor run of form. I'd be starting to get a little bit concerned if I was a Brighton fan, even though they have been playing decent football this season for the most part. Uh, they're just three points above the relegation zone now. So they need to start picking up some wins quickly. Uh, Sheffield United in sixth place. You know, I can't see their really good season um, suffering any hiccups this weekend against Brighton, who are out of form. Uh, Sheffield United at home, I expect them just to get the job done. I agree. And and who knows what's going to happen with with the whole Manchester City thing, right? And, and the Champions League. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in terms of what spots will be available and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, dead. Dare to dream, Sheffield United. I had them to finish yeah. rock, rock bottom. Absolutely rock bottom. Um, and yeah, every week that goes by, I look more and more and more of an idiot. So fair play to them. But yeah. Uh, I, I think you're the only one. No, no. Well, <laughs> I know my co-host felt uh, very, very similar <laughs> as yeah, well. Yeah, but you know, even outside of the podcast, a lot of people just of tip them to... Uh, finished bottom didn't they yeah they did let's talk Burnley Burnley they've been okay recently 
It depends how you spin it. Again, you know, form is, is kind of is how you look at it. It's whether you're glass half full, half empty kind of thing. Um, so they have only lost one of the last five, winning three. And Bournemouth have lost four of their last six. On the road, Bournemouth have lost four in a row. They are travelling to Turf Moor. Burnley, obviously, at home, relatively decent. Uh, they've won six and lost six with one draw. So they're pretty all or nothing, but six wins from 13 games. It's not too bad. I think that's okay. Uh, but then when you look at Bournemouth's away form, they've won three and drew one out of 13 games. So nine defeats. Only scored 11 on the road, which is which is pretty concerning uh, from the 13 games. I'm going to side with Burnley. Um, I think Burnley are exactly the kind of side that Bournemouth do not want to play against. When I look mm. at Nathan Aki is, is, you know, is out on his own, but Chris Metham, uh, even Steve Cook, um, those kind of guys that are going to be up against Chris Wood, 10 and 24 for Chris Wood in the league. That's a good return because Burnley has I struggled agree. at times. Um, I just can see him just being an absolute battering ram, to be honest. Yeah, I'm really concerned for Bournemouth. Um, they are at risk of relegation more than ever, I think, since they uh, got promoted. And it's not going to be uh, not going to be easy, sorry, at Turf Moor. No, I agree. Um, and just to further back up your tip, Burnley have won four of the last five meetings between the two sides. Uh, they, they put three goals and four goals past Bournemouth in the two matches between them last season. So uh, you don't usually pair Burnley with a side that scored plenty of goals like that, but uh, they have been against Bournemouth in recent times. And also, interestingly, seven of the last eight games between the two have been over 2.5 goals. Uh, so Ooh. if you think that might happen again, five to four is the price. It's very good. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I can see can see that coming in the history uh, may repeat itself but definitely siding towards Sean Dyche's boys yeah uh, another one at the three o'clock for me I want to look at the Southampton Villa game I'm not buying Southampton on the nose at three to five it's a very short price they've lost uh, three in a row without a clean sheet in the last four games as well I would like to look at uh, goals in this match, though. Yeah. And where do we want to start with this? Um, both teams to score is the tip that I'd like to go for. That's priced at four to seven, so it's not the best price we're going to read out this weekend. But st- statistically, um, it looks like it definitely should come in. Villa without a clean sheet in 10 consecutive games in the league. Southampton, as I just said, four games without a clean sheet. Uh, nine of the last nine Villa games have been both teams to score. Five of the last seven Southampton games. And when the sides meet, the last six consecutive games have also been both teams to oh score. My God. So, you know, the, the stats are there. Yeah. The goals have been flying in in all of the games between these sides and when they play each other historically. So uh, four to seven is the price for that to happen once again. We do our research so you don't have to. <laughs> Basically. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say, to be honest about that. Um, absolutely. Agree, Can't disagree. <laughs> it's pretty much seems nailed on. But this is football at the end of the day. Um, both teams to score less than Man City, I think, is a tip that I'm going to go for. I'm really not sure which way this result's going to go. Um, it's a very different picture. Um, it was not that long ago, uh, when you think about it, probably November-ish. Um, really, you know, Leicester at the peak of their powers, Man City, um, you know, still putting a decent amount of pressure on, on Liverpool. Now Leicester have fallen a bit flat and Man City are kind of just trying to sew up second uh, with this massive kind of ban and fine hanging over them. It's it's not the clear skies it once was for either of these sides. I, I really don't know which way a result would go. I'll always side with Man City if you back me into a corner. But I think both teams to score 8-15 to 15 over 
2.5 goals is also 8 to 15. I think that's a safe safe way to go if you want something on the late kickoff. Um, yeah, both sides have been in scintillating form even recently, uh, despite Leicester uh, drawing nil-nil away at Wolves. Uh, by all accounts, that could have been could have been three-three in their last Premier League fixture. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. I definitely think both teams will get on the score sheet there. Um, nothing else from Saturday for me. Uh, a couple of Sunday Sunday games that I like the look of. So on Sunday, second. We've got Man United, Watford, Wolves, Norwich and Arsenal, Everton. I'm going to start with Man U, Watford. I think United will get the victory here. Three to five is the price for them to do so. Um, Watford, the bounce that Nigel Pearson brought when he came in seems to have kind of gone now without a win in the last five consecutive games. Man United, on the other hand, playing much, much better. No losses and no goals conceded in the last four games. So keeping things very strong at the back, that's boosted by the return of Eric Bailly as well, who did look impressive in the game against Chelsea uh, in midweek. I just think United are going to have too much quality at home for this Watford side who aren't as aren't as impressive and as tough as op- tough an opposition as they were, you know, three four weeks ago. Um, and I think that's reflected in the price. I, I just think it'll be a comfortable Manchester United win. Also worth noting that United haven't been involved in a both teams to score game for eight consecutive games as well. So if Man United go into a lead, I'd expect them to keep that lead and uh, run out one, two nil winners here. Yeah, I, honestly, I think Watford um, are missing Ismail Assar. I I'm a huge fan of Saar. He, he, He's been largely under the radar, but picked up a few uh, a few nice plaudits uh, during his form. He got injured, and it's coincided with their with their poor kind of returning form. He was a good a good kind of chief tormentor, um, good on the break, mm-hmm. etc. And I think they're missing him, so they'll be hoping he's back. Uh, Wolves, Norwich. I mean, again, you can. It depends how I read this out to you. Um, I can say, you know, recently Wolves drawn to Leicester, drawn to United, pushed Liverpool, etc. in the last three games. Or I can tell you that they haven't won in the last three. <laughs> so it's all about delivery. Um, at yeah. home, at home, they have gone four games in a row without winning. Um, the most alarmingly was probably the draw to Newcastle. I don't think Norwich will have enough, however, to uh, cause any problems. Norwich, on the road, won one out of 13 games, drawn three, lost nine. They've only scored six in 13 games. So, obviously, they're averaging you know, under half a goal a game. Uh, you can't win games of football like that. Wolves... Nope. Very strong at home. Um, typically and historically, they should get the win here. They're one to two. I'd like to see a bit more value, but I can understand why they are that price. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anything else you'd like to look off for the Premier League? Well, shall we move on to the champ? You know, on Monday, we've got Liverpool-West Ham. Obviously, that could be a cricket score, the way that both teams are playing at the moment. But... Uh, on the nose, four to twenty-five is the the lovely price for Liverpool there. So well, nothing West, really. Yeah, West Ham. Right? West Ham will get absolutely humiliated. Humiliated. Yeah. 3-0, 4-0, 5 know, five. Keep, keep going. West Ham are a joke, <laughs> an absolute joke right now. And if they don't assess things, they're going to go down. Um, yeah. Final thing I'll say, uh, we did skip over it a little bit. Very interesting game between Arsenal and Everton. I was doing my research and, you know, I don't know who I fancy. I think I would go for Arsenal. That was before I saw this stat. Did you know Arsenal have played Everton at home and not lost in 25 games in a row? Really? Wow. No, I did not know that. Five games across the Emirates, Highbury, the lot. That is absolutely incredible. So, very interesting. Arsenal evens, if you fancy that to continue. 
Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right on that little bit of, on that little stat. Let's move on to the champ then, shall we? Yeah. Um, we've got a nice twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday. Brentford Blackburn Rovers. The price is four to seven for Brentford to get the win. Again, not the best price, but I feel like every time Brentford are at home, I fancy them to get a result. Um, you know, the best front three, arguably, in the league, full of goals, especially at home. Um, they've got that dangle. They've got the added carrot as well of uh, they could move just one point behind Leeds in the automatic promotion spots if they get the win here. Put a bit of pressure on the teams around them. Blackburn are a good side. You know, they they themselves are just within three points of the playoffs. So they've really come up from the chasing pack in recent weeks. But I expect Brentford to have too much. As I say, Brentford at home compared to Brentford away, it's a much tougher opposition to go to Griffin Park and get something compared to if you're playing them away from home. I I couldn't disagree anymore. I literally couldn't disagree anymore. Yeah. Uh, Brentford got that got a draw against Leeds. Um, yeah, that's okay. Draw away at Birmingham, not convinced. Uh, last time out at home, uh, apart from the Leeds game, lost the Forest. Uh, sorry, beat Middlesbrough, but before that, lost the Forest. Too many inconsistencies for me. Blackburn, a outside bet for the playoffs. Don't think it will happen. Um, but I, I I don't know where you're getting this from, Tom. I, I Blackburn have been really good recently, home and away. Um the Stuart Downing playing as this kind of eight ten kind of thing has been absolutely revolutionary. And since Bradley Dack got injured, they've been arguably even better, which is which is crazy because Dak's one of the best tens in the league. But yeah, mate, I'm I'm completely against you here to the point to the point where i would p- possibly look into double chance blackburn six to five well okay well fair, fair enough but could you not see with brentford if they're firing on all cylinders they could win this one three nil no no blackburn i don't think blackburn and mowbray will will let that happen i mean i i look at the I look at the team of of Blackburn and the Walton, Niambi, Lenehan, Tossin, I can never say his name, Adarabioyo, um, Amari Bell Lesso, and Lewis Travis, that unit will not allow a team to beat him 3-0. That, well, that, that okay. is... I mean, I haven't even included Bradley Johnson, who's the other sitting midfielder. Um, I, I no, not for me, mate. I think, I think Blackburn will get some up from this game, and and Brentford's wobbles will probably continue, even though, again, they will tell you that their xG and underlying data and ex, all this crap will tell you otherwise. <laughs> love their stats. XGFC. Yeah, they okay. love their stats for Brentford. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'd like to politely and passionately disagree, Tom. Uh, let's move. No, well, that, that came across loud and clear. So let's move on to uh, a team that you fancy. For yeah, Nottingham Forest. Weekend. Nottingham Forest, uh, yeah. home to yeah. QPR. Uh, QPR haven't won any of the last six away games. Uh, they going forward are absolutely scintillating at times. Even even losing Naki Wells in January, uh, the bright Samuel and as a uh, wingers is absolutely mouth-watering. Um, Forest at home, much improved the second half of the season. And it's hard it's hard to argue that when you look at their last home game. They lost against Charlton. Uh, Lamucci came out and said that he felt like he made a mistake. Um, he rested, a, was it five? Five players, right? Five players against Charlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah five players. Obviously, it backfired. Um, I don't think it's, it's it's fair to say he's not going to do that against QPR. Um, previously, before that, Forrest beat Leeds, uh, drew to a, a spiky Reading, beat Luton comfortably, uh, beat Blackburn. I've just sung their praises. 
squeeze past Wigan. Uh, actually, before the Charlton game, the last time they lost at home was the 14th of December uh, when they got absolutely hammered against Sheffield Wednesday. But apart from that, it's largely been good. Uh, slight concern with Forrest, Lewis Graben, missing some easy chances, kind of stuck on on 16 goals. He'll be uh, he'll be desperate to move on from that. But I think Forrest going up against probably one of the worst back fours in the league, I'd say. Um, you've got to fancy him 21-20 at the City ground. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't remember the start off the top of my head, but I think it's something like QPR haven't won at the City ground for about 60 years or something like that. Bloody hell. Wow. It's a long time. Um, they're one of those clubs that I feel like I wish we could play them every week in recent seasons because uh, in three of the last four games against them, we scored at least four goals. So <laughs> we've really put some past them uh, in recent seasons. So hopefully it'll be the same again. Yeah, yeah, because at, at the back, they're an, they're an absolute... I mean, Saturday is perfect. They beat Stoke 4-2. Hugill, Eze, Ozai Samuel, Ilias Chair conceded two against a Stoke team all at sea. That is literally them summarised perfectly. Um, mm. But yeah, they, they won't get any change out of Forest, I don't think, on Saturday. No. Um, so... For my next tip, I'm going to side with the team who threw a real spanner in my bomb-proof treble last weekend, which we'll get onto in more detail later. But Barnsley, who unexpectedly, probably, I'd say this was the coupon, coupon buster of the entire weekend um, <laughs> last weekend, when they went to Craven Cottage and beat Fulham 3-0 on their own patch, completely out of the blue. Uh, the two teams were in really contrasting forms going into that game. But Barnsley got the win. Fair play to them. Thoroughly deserved. Uh, they are at home this weekend against Middlesbrough and they're priced at 29-20 to 20 for the victory. I just feel like they have to build on the momentum that they've gained from last weekend's win at Fulham. It was so well-deserved, so comfortable that to come back home this weekend against the Middlesbrough side who are without a win in nine consecutive games, without a clean sheet in nine consecutive games, it would just be such a waste. And, you know, they, it's all about building momentum when you're in the relegation scrap. And that result against Fulham last weekend can be a real turning point for Barnsley in their fight to stay up this season. And they've got to capitalise on it for me against this Middlesbrough side who are woefully out of form. It seems a long time ago since Jonathan Woodgate was collecting Manager of the Month for his uh, team's performances in December, doesn't it? It does. But, uh, yeah, it's a good price for Barnsley, 29-20. to 20. Uh, I really hope they can get the victory this weekend. Uh, so last week's spanner in the BPT isn't in vain. Yeah, uh, win this and they drag Middlesbrough uh, six points uh, away from the bottom of the league. Um, so... Massive carrot, massive incentive. Um, they, I think they've been a bit better than performances suggest, Barnsley. Um, I mm. think, I think they. I don't know if they'll stay up or not. I'm, I'm not in a position to, to make that uh, prediction. But I definitely know one thing: uh, they're gonna be, they're gonna run it seriously close, and they're gonna surprise a few people before now in the yeah. end of the season. Um, I agree. Moving on to a to a team that is surprising me for all the wrong reasons, um, Sheffield Wednesday. They've got a game away at Birmingham, and I think Birmingham are going to find it very comfortable, and I think Birmingham are going to win, and they're at a fantastic price of twenty three to twenty. Sheffield Wednesday's U turn in results recently has been incredibly alarming, incredibly alarming. Some of the, I mean, the away form largely has been decent, but since beating QPR 2-1 away, they've lost away at Wigan, they've drawn at home to Millwall, they've drawn to Barnsley, who are all at sea. Remember, this is Barnsley before the Fulham results, so no wins in 10. They lost away at Luton and have just been absolutely smacked 3-0 against Reading. 
Gary Monk has alienated some senior players. He continues to persevere with young players that arguably might not seem up to it, unfortunately. Um, I'm talking Barry Bannon. I'm talking Kieran Westwood. They're in a bit of a spot above her right now. Um, apparently, Fernando Forestieri played left back the other day, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, the team selection is absolutely all over the place, and there are some very concerned Wednesday fans. Um, Gary Monk, I'm uh, losing faith in him with every job that he goes to, to be honest. <laughs> Um, he, should, he should stay at a job for about three or four months because yeah. he seems to start well. Yeah. Then he should leave. Then he should leave. Yeah. Before it all goes downhill. Yeah, then he should leave. He'll end up at Barcelona probably eventually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, Birmingham, um, talking about them and all the good they've been doing, uh, they've won four of the last six. They haven't lost in the last 10, and they haven't lost in the last five home games. Uh, they haven't been beaten against Brentford at home. Uh, they've beaten Forest at home. They've beaten Blackburn. I just mentioned how much I like them. They've ran Leeds very close. Um, yeah, they've beaten Coventry, who obviously look like they are going to be in the playoff picture in League One. So that's a good victory. Beating Bristol City away. It's it's a great price against a team in absolute, not free fall, but disarray, I'd say. Yep, completely agree. Um, and that, for me, was the last thing that I was going to tip for the championship. So unless you have anything else... No, mate. Uh, we'll go to League One then. No, ready to go. Plenty of good quality tips so far, I think, um, if I may say so myself. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really, top two leagues. Yeah, really enjoyed like. the championship in particular this weekend. Yeah. Um, so let's move into League One. There's a couple of standouts. Um Maybe not more so than Sunderland at home to Bristol Rovers this weekend. We won't dwell on it for too long because the price isn't very good. 11-25 to 25 for Sunderland to get the victory. Um, up, into fifth, up into fifth position now in the league. Three points off top of Sunderland. So they've had a real resurgence over the last kind of two months or so. Yeah. Uh, three wins on the spin. Bristol Rovers, fair play to them. They finally got a long way to victory at home to Blackpool last weekend. Because before that, I think it was 16 games in a row where they uh, hadn't got a win. So that will provide them with a confidence boost. But this is a completely different proposition. Going away to the Stadium of Light against Sunderland in the form they're in compared to uh, playing a Blackpool side in a bit of disarray. Yeah. I think Sunderland should win this one pretty comfortably. Um, considering the form they're on, especially at home. Four wins in the last five games at home. Uh, just one goal conceded in those five games. Yeah. Hey, I completely agree. A um, little bit of a lesson, I suppose. Um, I mean, football these days, people are so quick to want managers to go. And mm -hmm. Parkinson had been in there, what, not even two months and people were calling for his head. Yeah. Uh, after making a slow start, now, now they are genuine. I mean, it's it does sound crazy, but they are genuine title contenders. So, Absolutely. yeah, they could win the league. And I mean, those people uh, calling for his head on social media, they better go and delete those tweets if that happens. Um, yeah, Wickham. Let's talk about Wickham. I mean. Part of me wants Wickham to get promoted so badly. Uh, Ainsworth and co. have, have done a great job. They've, they've really struggled kind of second half of the season. Uh, they've stopped kind of hammering every single team. Uh, they are on a very convenient run of win one, lose one right now. Uh, so technically, if you follow the sequence, they should lose the next game. But I don't think <laughs> they will because it's against Tranmere. And I'm backing anyone against Chanmere, especially Wickham, who have won 12 of 16 at home so far this season. Um, they did lose their last home game against Fleetwood. So that's worth noticing. But Chanmere are just an absolute joke at the moment. Uh, obviously, their game was uh, postponed 
on the weekend, so they didn't have chance to move off their 21st position. But uh, I'd be absolutely amazed if Tranmere didn't go down. Wickham, one to two. That is a bit scary, but they should get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that one completely. I wick them down myself. Uh, one more that I've got in um, in League One, and it become it comes in the AFC Wimbledon and Blackpool game of all games I could have picked from. Mm. Uh, it's not a result. It's a both teams to score tip, and the price for that is thirty-one to forty, so a little bit over three to four. Not a bad price when you consider Blackpool haven't kept a clean sheet for 17 consecutive games. It's a, re- a real poor run of form. Um, you know, considering they start the season very well, it's seen them slip down to 16th place. They're just seven points ahead of AFC Wimbledon now, uh, who got a very good 2-2 draw against Rotherham last weekend. So I think considering how poor Blackpool are at the back, Wimbledon haven't particularly been that good at the back either. Uh, they lost to Oxford 5-0 in midweek. So, definitely not a good result there for them. Um, yeah, both teams have scored. I just think, you know, considering the form and how leaky the defence of the two sides are, should be a should be a lock. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that one for sure. Uh, I actually have one more. It, is, it comes with an element of risk, um, but I personally think that Ipswich are going to be Oxford. So Ipswich's form recently took a bit of a nosedive, but the the way that they played, the fact that they went 1-0 down against a decent Burton side, managed to turn it round at home, crucially, where the fans could get on their back and win 4-1 knock a couple goals in um, was, it felt like a real turning point. Oxford, who are their opponents, are coming off the back of a 5-0 win against Wimbledon. So this is where I say it comes with an air of caution. But Oxford, Oxford, because of their cup exploits and just the way that the fixtures have gone, they've played so many midweek games and they've gotten, they had another one. Um, where Ipswich didn't, I can't help but feel that they're a bit tired. Uh, they haven't won any of their last five away games, and Ipswich are unbeaten against Oxford at Portman Road in the last three encounters. It's not the strongest tip you'll get, but 21-20, to 20, it's tempting, and I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Ipswich uh, got the win. I do not fancy them for promotion. I want to make that absolutely clear. Um, but I, I fancy him to get three points on Saturday. Yeah, I can I can see why. Uh, personally, I probably wouldn't touch it, but yeah, I can definitely see why. It seems a long time ago, doesn't it, since... Well, it is a long time ago, I guess, but they won seven of the first eight games of the season. Oh, <laughs> Started really well. Um, and I guess thanks to that start is why they're still hanging around the playoff picture now. Because if they didn't have that, they'd be bang mid-table. 100%. Yeah, they. Yeah, it really looked like... Not that they were going to walk away with it. We weren't that naive, but I, I definitely thought that you know they were going to be title challengers and now they're doing their best to keep in the playoffs. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's move to League Two then. Yeah. Do you want to get us kicked off in League 2 with something you like the look of? Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's not a good price. Uh, crew. Crew, Alexandra, home to Macclesfield. Macclesfield haven't won it in 11 away matches. Uh, they haven't won any of their last six. They've only won two on the road all season. I, I, I just don't know whether I should keep going or not. To be honest, um, Crew had won four in a row until they lost a big game um, against Plymouth on the weekend. They lost 2-1 away from home. Back at home now, um, they've yielded 36 points at home, which is huge. Um, the They've won 11 of 17 at, uh, at home. And you, I mean, they got the best home record in the league number one against Macclesfield, who I just read out all that stuff about. I mean, Macclesfield is seven to one. That should give you an idea. 
uh, crew are two to five. It's an absolute stinker, but um, it's going to (laughs) happen. They're going to win. So, yeah, I think that's why it's such a horrific price. Yep, okay. I definitely think they'll win. Another team who I definitely think will win this weekend are Cheltenham Town at home to Mansfield. Priced at 19 to 20 for the victory. I think it's a pretty good price, actually, considering just how good Cheltenham have been uh, at home in recent times. They've won. So let's let's go dial back a little bit to calendar year 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, in League Two, Cheltenham actually only lost three home games. Considering they played 23 games, uh, they only lost three. So a really, really strong home record. Stronger than I thought, to be honest. I didn't realise it was quite that good. They started 2020 in a similar vein. Um, they've won all four games at home. They've played in the league this season uh, against Oldham, Walsall, Morecambe and Leighton Orient. So not the creme de la creme. They've beaten who's been put in front of them pretty comfortably. And Mansfield, I'd put in a similar bracket to those sides I just read out. Not doing particularly well in the league at all. In 20th position, um, not going to go down because that's 13 points ahead of Stevenage who are getting cut adrift at the bottom. But they should, considering Mansfield's really poor season, lost three of the last four away from home. It should be a routine win for Cheltenham. Yeah, uh, Mansfield just need the season to end. And unfortunately, it's, it's nowhere near ending to be honest, right now. <laughs> so, yeah, they they absolutely are. They're the perfect opposition, aren't they? Pretty much. So, uh, let's talk about, you touched on them, let's talk about Stevenage. Parted ways with Graham Wesley. I think that's the third time he's been and gone. They have gone for Alex Revel. The former Rotherham striker. I think he played for Stevenage as well. It's his first ever job in management. He he takes over a horrific team. Absolutely horrific. Um, we, we've spoke so many times about Stevenage, how poor they are. They're eight points adrift. Imagine if, I mean, imagine if they don't go down, for example, because of... Macclesfield, for example, potentially with that points deduction hanging over them. I mean, it's it would be absolutely criminal. They're an absolutely shocking side. Yeah. Crawley, their opponents are bang average, mid-table, won two of their last six, lost one of their last six. They're, they're literally the abundance of mid-table. Uh, played 34, won nine. Drew 14, lost 11, sat in 14th, just pretty much waiting for May. Um, and there's always the new manager bounce that people get scared of. I don't know how much of a thing that is when the club is in such disarray. Um, but yeah, Crawley, Evens, at home to a Stevenage side that are just, they're just collapsing. They're, they're honestly, yeah. there's, they're one of the worst teams I've I've ever seen in the EFL. Uh, they've lost six in a row, and there's probably more. That's that's all I can get up on my stat sheet. And yeah, Crawley for me evens take it all day. Yeah, seven in a row. There um, we go, seven. It's the record <laughs> at yeah. the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, and I guess now until the end of the season is just a bit of. Get your feet under the table. Have a go for Alex Revel. He can't do any worse, can he? So exactly, it's a free hit. It's yeah, a free hit. Yeah. Completely agree with that one, though. So for me, um, I want to look at the I want to look at the Cambridge Plymouth game. I'm going to tip Cambridge to score a goal. That's priced at one to two. So all we need is Cambridge to get on the score sheet in this game at any point for this one to come in. And I say that because. They've actually won four in a row. They're on a really good run of form, and that includes beating Bradford, Scunthorpe, Newport and Colchester. So they've won some games against some pretty decent sides in this division there. Plymouth, I know, have been 
very good. They're up into fourth in the league, joint on points with Crew, uh, who occupy third place, the final automatic promotion spot. I just tip Cambridge to score a goal, mainly because despite Plymouth getting results, they have also been conceding goals. So they've only kept one clean sheet in the last eight games. Um, and then considering Cambridge has won four in a row, I just think, whereas they might not win the game, I definitely think they can get on, get on the score sheet at least. And it also does cover us just in case Cambridge do continue their really good run of form and pull off a shot result and maybe win like 1-0 or something yeah. away at Plymouth. Yeah, yeah Plymouth um, have been really impressive recently, haven't they? They're, uh, they're kind of the... Not the are they the form team? I don't know. There's a couple in there. There's a couple in there. Yeah, yeah, they're up there. So, yeah, um, 100% agree with what you uh, with what you have to say there. Let's turn our attention to Swindon. I'm gonna throw out there a banana skin. Ian Holloway's Grimsby. They're a new one, like. Frank Lampard's Derby and Steven Gerrard's <laughs> Rangers and Wayne Rooney's Derby, etc., etc. I mean, Ollie's gone in, and you talk about new manager bounce. That is pretty much what the doctor ordered, and it is. I think Ian Holloway, what he's done with Grimsby, is what every chairman hopes will happen when they change managers. Yeah, he absolutely not only not not only on the um, on the pitch, off the pitch. Uh, I don't know if any of our listeners are subscribers to The Athletic. Um, they they posted an article about Ian Holloway that I read today. And he's been into schools. He has gone into colleges and given motivational speeches. He's moving. Uh, bearing in mind, this is, you know, Somerset. Ian Holloway is moving to Grimsby. Not exactly round the corner and not exactly, you know, Dubai. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough place. Uh, he's bought £100,000 worth of shares from his own money. He has completely gone in and, and there's a real hype about Grimsby now, a real hype. And I think if you were a lazy gambler and you saw Swindon, top of the league at home against 15th place Grimsby. I think you'd just slap on Swindon, wouldn't you, at three to yeah. four. But yeah. honestly, Grimsby, there's something happening at Grimsby and they've been really plucky recently. Um, forget Ian Holloway, the players on the field. Um, they have only lost one in the last six, winning three of the last five. So definitely a banana skin there. Swindon as well have been a little bit rocky. So it's... Time to avoid the Robins, I think, this weekend especially. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, good bit of advice there, mate. Uh, I've got nothing else to add no. for League Two. Have you? Nope. Okay, well, let's wrap that up then and recap last week's Bombproof Trebles. Or Bombproof Single, in your case. Bombproof Single, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Bombproof Treble, the, because of the storms, ended in a single. So Swindon, Scunthorpe, off. Rochdale, Tranmere, off. I wish I could say that the, the single won, but it didn't because Roch, uh, Rotherham sorry, only managed a 2-2 draw at home to Wimbledon. So the yeah. bomb-proof single was not watertight, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so not the best. Yeah, to be fair to you, it was a 93rd minute equaliser for Wimbledon that did cost it. But, uh, you know, the results are the same at the end of the day, whether they score in the 60th minute to equalise or the 93rd minute. So, yeah, um, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it was. Uh, for mine, I did have all three games on. I had Portsmouth to beat Shrewsbury and they did so 2-0. Yeah, he also had Coventry to beat Southends. They also won 2-0. And if I told you the Fulham-Barnsley game finished 3-0, 99% of the time, that would be in a Fulham victory. However, it was the 1% this weekend. 
Uh, Barnsley went to Fulham and won 3-0 and they torpedoed not only my treble, but also the joint treble, didn't they, Tom? Yes, yes. Um, so the joint treble obviously had the Swindon game on, which was postponed. Uh, then we had Coventry, who won, and then Fulham. And the team that hadn't lost in 10 lost to the team that hadn't won in 10. So, I mean, I don't know how we're supposed to predict that kind of stuff. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't know what we can do anymore, to be honest. That's some absolute mafia shit, that is. <laughs> that is. That is a madness. So, not sure what happened there, but new week, new opportunity. I, the storm is still lingering, but I'm hopeful games will go ahead this weekend. Yeah. Um, so, if you're new to the show... This is the part where me and Tom put together all of our research, knowledge, and tips uh, in the hope. What? Siri. I didn't get that. Oh, my God. Siri's in the background. This is the part of the show where we put everything together uh, and advise on you back in a treble. We only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. So, uh, with further ado, Tom, without further ado, sorry, do you, uh, you want to go first? I've got a travel which I'm which I'm pretty confident in, but uh, it also pays a really good price as well. Oh, well, that's good. So we're going to start in the championship with Forest playing at home to QPR, priced at twenty-one to twenty. Then in the champ, Birmingham at home to Sheffield Wednesday, priced at twenty-three to twenty, and then dropping all the way to League Two for the final leg, Cheltenham at home to Mansfield, nineteen to twenty. And a £10 example stake on that pays eighty five ninety five. Really, yeah? Yeah. Do you know what? That's that's a lot more than I thought. Not going to yeah. lie to you. Good oh. price, that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, so fingers crossed. That one comes in, Tommy P. Um, okay, moving on. Mine. Mine has a red and white theme. All the teams that I'm back in are red and white. Uh, didn't really mean for that to happen and I can't think of a funny name uh, suggestions welcome but I'm going to read it out anyway so we're going to skip the top two tiers we're going to go straight into League 1 Sunderland home to Bristol Rovers 4-9 to nine. we're then going to drop into League 2 we're going to go for Crew. they're at home to Macclesfield 2-5 to five. then we're going to finish it off with Crawley at home Stevenage price the evens £10 on brings 40 44 So a little bit lower than yours, Tom, yeah. but uh, very confident. Yeah, no, that's a good treble for sure. Very good treble. Uh, so for a joint then, who do you want to put forward from yours? From mine, I would like to nominate, I think, Crawley. They're evens against bottom of the EFL. Okay go with Crawley then uh, I'm going to pitch Cheltenham yeah and then I believe you also like Forest don't you so yeah are you happy with Forest to go in I am mate I am so if you want to total that up I'll just read it out um so the joint bomb proof treble this week uh, starting in the championship Nottingham Forest home to QPR down into league two Cheltenham home to Mansfield and Crawley Home to Stevenage. £10 on. Pays. 79.95. Love it. Love it. Again, three teams playing in red. Hmm, interesting. Did you know, Tom, that Birmingham are the only team we've backed this weekend that don't play in red? Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Not much going on in terms of, uh, in terms of analysis for that. I just thought I'd mention it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Okay, um, so let's. I, I was going to say let's have a look at fantasy football now, but no, skip um, it. The the game. Well, that's the thing. Like the game week still hasn't properly finished yet. The tables haven't been updated, um, so we can quickly run through the top ten. But they aren't. They might not be the most up to date top ten because we're still waiting for the leagues to be updated. But Edward Redu still top. Then David Arias, Charlie Donnelly, Darren Ben, Luke Birchall. Sanj Birdie Mystery, Simon Tither, Sean McCarthy, Callum Nags, and Mark Johnston round the top 10 up. 
pretty much the same names as it has been for the last couple of months. Yeah, 100%. The, I mean, £20 free bet on offer for the winner. If you've got a current fancy football team with the official Premier League uh, website, feel free to join. Just hit, uh, hit us up on social media and uh, we'll get you that league code you'll join at your rightful position. In terms of social media, we'd love it if you could help us on our road to a 1,000 followers uh, on Twitter. That would be great. T underscore FB podcast. You can join in the fun there. Uh, we're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you have any questions, if you have any ideas uh, or you know sponsorship opportunities, cough, cough, we are open. Uh, football betting podcast at gmail.com yep and if you if you have enjoyed the show guys we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to the show absolutely and uh yeah i think that's pretty much your bag so thank you for listening fingers crossed we get some winners and if you do come across a winner um send us in your bet slips we love to see it yeah we do indeed so whether that's a treble or your own any winning bets that we like to see. So thanks for listening once again, guys. And we will be back. We will be back. We will be back next week uh, with another episode of the show. So see you then. Thank you guys.